Let me tell you the secret of the century. Being a single parent is hard, yeah. Of course it's worth it and all, but I'm not sure how anyone does this for 18 years. Shift off the hospital, hurry home and check on Tommy? Four hours of shut-eye tops, then another eight hours of working retail, rinse and repeat. It's awesome. With, with a schedule that tight, you'd think I'd froth at the mouth for a chance to get some extra sleep. But lately, my insomnia is getting really bad. The circles under my eyes are starting to look like a permanent fixture. When Tommy's crying is ringing in my ears, and I feel like I'm about to shatter into little pieces. There's only one outlet. <laughs> Late night TV infomercials, to be exact. More infomercials than you can count. Sitting in front of the ghostly blue glow of the screen is about the only thing that helps distract me from a one-year-old's incessant wailing. Yeah, yeah, before you revoke my good parenting card, I'll have you know, Tommy cries over nothing. The kid's fed and watered, but he'll scream like it's the end of the world. There's no feeling quite like slipping into a near-fuse state at the morning with the words, Bye now! And we'll throw in a free pack of refills ringing around in your head like ping pong balls ricocheting in an empty room. At some point, if you're lucky, you'll slip into an unconscious miss and wake up with your face mashed into the couch. I've pretty much seen all of them by now. Catalogs into my head. There's the blender that promises to make meal prep 5,000 times more efficient. A hair dryer from heaven. The neck cushioner that'll cure your arthritis. The vacuum cleaner that connects to Bluetooth and could probably sleep with your wife. A hundred perky men and women going about weight loss pills and makeup and kitchen knives and towels that'll revolutionize your life. No, really, we promise or your money back. <laughs> well, I'll accept one. Last night, I saw a new infomercial that I'm still not quite sure if I hallucinated or not. It was maybe 3am and my mind was throbbing, pulsing inside my skull. I'd all given up on sleep. The blonde woman on the screen had just finished her spiel about Kubrick, Zirconia, jewelry. And then, this way too catchy jingle was blaring from the TV. Spleeno, spleeno, I always away. Spleeno, spleeno, makes it better today. It was a chorus of high-pitched voices. I think something childish like you'd hear in a toy commercial. The lyrics to the jingle flashed across the screen in fat, cartoonish letters. Next, there was one of those before montages, you know. The clips of people cracking eggs onto the floor or groaning about their back before the miracle product swoops in to save them. It was pretty standard, a black and white shot of a young woman applying mascara in the mirror, making an exaggerated mess of smudging it all over her eyelids. She frowned at the finished result. The camera zoomed in on her clumped together lashes. The whole time, this glum, almost comically sad tune played in the background. It transitioned into a full-color scene of the woman beaming into the mirror. The word Spleeno hung above her head. The music was now generically upbeat. Look, I hadn't slept in around 36 hours, and I'd started to feel like my brain was melting out of my ears, so I don't know what I saw. But it sure as hell didn't look like the pretty girl bought a bear tweezers and up to her eyelids and began plucking out her lashes one by one all with a tv ready smile splayed across her face no time lapse or anything might have gone for five minutes or 15 when it was finished she almost looked normal but if you look close you could see her completely bare lids the infomercial ended with spleeno jingle playing again while the woman beamed into the camera she picked up a tube of mascara looked at it and then tossed it aside it was so strange that i figured out it had been 
to be a parody, complete with an after montage of an overacting and smiling. I know this sounds crazy, but afterwards I felt almost relieved, like some small weight I didn't know there was taken off my shoulders. Then Tommy's crying started up again, and the feeling was lost. February 13th. I saw it again last night. Honest to God, I actually did pass out for around an hour before waking up, feeling like absolute crap. I peeled off the couch to check on Tommy. He was sleeping for once, and I promptly turned to the living room to tune in my favorite channel. I watched the same toaster infomercial twice before it came on again. When the jingle started, my head started up. My heart started up. Spleeno, spleeno, all your worries away. Spleeno, spleeno, makes it better today. Whatever this was, it had one hell of a catchy tune. That kind that crops up in your mind worse than moments. Call it morbid curiosity. I wanted to see what was going on with the play this time. It was too early to be an April Fool's prank. But maybe it was all a joke by some of the seriously weird sense of humor. Or a promo for an upcoming movie. The jingle ended. And the colors quickly faded to black and white. I watched as the middle-aged man came on the screen. He was dressed in his pajamas, his hair tussled into a TV version of a messy bedhead. He stood in front of the mirror and cupped his cheek with the grimace, then opened his mouth, then inspected his teeth. They were yellow and crooked, some of them sitting at angles, looking looked downright painful. I could see black spots of rot on his molars, he poured a cupful of mouthwash and gargled, but his face seized as if he was in agony and quickly spit it out, out of the drain. This, sh this shifted, the scene shifted, and now Technicolored Man was dressed smartly in work clothes. His hair slicked down with the gel. Spleeno danced across the screen in burning pink letters. The counter was littered with teeth. He looked into the mirror and smiled, revealing a completely toothless mouth with raw, bloody gums. I should have been disgusted, but that was never a reaction came. Instead, I was fascinated. The man didn't look to be in pain. He seems almost elated, and why shouldn't he be? He was, his pain was gone. I wondered how he felt, like, carefree. I felt a little scared for feeling the way I did, but I couldn't deny it either. Afterwards, I stuck around to watch Mattress commercials, but found that my eyes were closed out of their own volition, and I finally fell into his shallow, dreamless sleep. I woke up feeling unsatisfied, like I had some unfinished business in a dream, but I couldn't remember what. February 17th. I've stayed up every night since Tuesday, and it hasn't come on a single time. I know what I saw, but at the same time, I'm starting to doubt myself. Maybe I dreamed it all up. Either way, I haven't slept a minute in three nights. I almost crashed a car during a milk run for formula diapers this morning. Tommy is driving me up the wall. I could swear he wakes up and starts sounding off the minute I get home, and shuts up once I'm at work. God, I wish I had the money for a sitter. Just one night of peace and quiet may might be enough. Nothing around me seems solid anymore. It's like the world is slipping away, and there's only me. A sack of blood and bones dragging itself into places felt like hollow imprints. I know I look like shit, but I'm finding it hard to care. I wonder if this is how people lost in the desert feel, when they see the last mirage of cold water. February 18th. It came on at 1am. I can explain it, I can't explain it, but the moment I heard the first notes of the jingle, I felt a wave of relief crashing down on me. The world felt real again. 
I kept my eyes glued to the screen. There was an elderly woman this time, walking down a set of stairs to that same sad tune with her coffee green hair and her spread sweater. She looked like a character out of a Christmas movie. The sweet old lady about to serve her grandkids chocolate chip with a smile. She wasn't smiling now, though. Each time her right foot made contact with the step, she went, quickly shifting her weight to her left. Bad knee. When she got to the bottom, she rested on the banister and caught her breath. The next few clips showed her hobbling around the house. I realized it was the same on the others were in shot, and clutching at her kneecap every few seconds. Right then, it was if I felt the pain shooting on my leg too. I wanted her to be free of it. I wanted to feel light again. I watched the TV cut a close shot of the old woman sleeping in bed. Her gray hair was spread out on the pillow like a halo. Kim slowly pulled out, revealing the rest of the nighttown clad body and the smooth round stump of her right leg. I noticed it had been severed just above the knee, and it looked to heal completely, skin intact, except for a line of white scarring. I examined her face with her mouth curled into a smile. She was the picture of tranquility. I couldn't help but smile myself. Her pain was gone now, discarded with the unbearable weight of all that cultured flesh for the first time in a long time. I felt at ease, perfectly content, even. I kept smiling as the jingle ran again. Squeeno, squeeno, all you lose away. Squeeno, squeeno, makes a better day. I didn't sleep for the rest of the night, but I kept grinning away, enjoying the words rolled off my tongue. Enjoying the way those words were rolled off my tongue. February 20th. Yesterday was the best one yet. I didn't go to work, just in case I'd miss it while I was gone. Tommy was crying as usual, and he was as annoying as ever, but I didn't let him distract me. I kept my attention on TV. The infomercial came on around at midnight, earlier than usual. A featured man and his dog, a golden retriever, even with the grain of quality, I could see that it was a beautiful specimen. His coat sleeked and its eyes bright. Too bad it just wouldn't shut up. Its barking went on and on, all through the night. And my heart clenched with sympathy as the man groaned and clapped his hands over his ears. The bark seemed to grow in volume until it was unbearable. I shook my head as the man tried a pair of earplugs to block out the noise. I knew all too well those didn't work. Tommy's cry could penetrate through anything. I was on the edge of my seat waiting for what to come next. The black and white gave my way to my color, and the man went up from a tired and groggy to well-rested. He got up from bed and stretched, then he went to the kitchen to fix himself a cup of coffee, humming the whole time. As a stream of coffee poured into his mouth, I noticed a large, large yellowish mass laying on the kitchen floor. The dog's body looked broken, and his head was stained with a bloom of, of red. But the man's newfound happiness was so infectious that I hardly paid it any attention. The now familiar spleno hung above the pair. I realized my face was wet with tears of joy. The man had gotten what he wanted, silence. The tears kept coming even after the screen went black. Spleno, spleno. It's a wonderful sound, a wonderful word. It takes our words away. It makes you realize you have to hold on, and if something's standing in the way, then you have to get rid of it. That night, I slept like a baby.